first reading from Romans, the fourth chapter. The promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if it's adherents of the law, for if it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there's no transgression. That is why it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the adherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence things that did not exist. In hope, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations. As he has had been told, so shall your offspring be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was counted as righteousness. But the words, it was counted to him, were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at table in his house... Behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to the disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners." This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is from the gospel reading, Matthew chapter 9. Hear again these words. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. Follow me. Where are we going? Those two phrases just seem to go together. When people tell us to follow, we want to know where we're going. We want to have some control over our lives, and that includes knowing where we will end up if we follow someone. In our text this evening, we find Jesus speaking to Matthew, and Jesus says to him, Follow me. 
Matthew's reaction is a little bit different than ours might be. He simply follows. The story took place as Jesus had been in Capernaum. He's in the northern part of Israel, north of the Sea of Galilee, and now he's traveling after having performed many miracles of healing, not only healing physical ailments, but also forgiving people's sins. And that really upset the Pharisees. They attacked Jesus for claiming to be God by forgiving sins. Jesus is on the move now to the south. And as he travels, he comes to a toll booth, possibly between the areas of Philip and Herod Antipas. And Jesus meets Matthew, also known as Levi. Matthew is a tax collector. The government awarded the position of tax collector to the highest bidder. Not only did tax collectors collect the money that was owed to the government, but they collected a surcharge, an additional amount of their own choosing as their pay. And tax collectors often abused that privilege. They were considered by most to be dishonest, traitorous, so-called sinners. Jesus says to Matthew, the tax collector, follow me. Now this is not a temporary position that Jesus is calling him to. The call to be a disciple is permanent. It demands a continuous course of action starting right now, not just sometime in the future. It's a call to discipleship. It's not passive. Matthew's not just going to follow along behind Jesus. And it's not the usual way that disciples were chosen. Disciples are students of a teacher. And usually the person became a disciple by choosing their own teacher. But here it's exactly the opposite. The teacher, Jesus, is selecting the disciple, Matthew. Jesus says, follow me, and it demands a commitment from Matthew. He must give of himself. He must pledge his faithfulness. The call to discipleship will completely change Matthew's life. He must give up his former way of life. The demands placed on his time and his abilities will be greater. Not that he has some kind of superhuman, extraordinary abilities. He's not even as special as John or Peter. But he's no less important to Jesus. So Matthew responds to Jesus' call. We're told he rose and followed him. No conversation is recorded. He did not discuss the pros and the cons of discipleship. He did not consider the financial loss of leaving a well-paying government position. Matthew invites Jesus instead to dinner. He immediately becomes the servant of Jesus. And he invites his co-workers, fellow tax collectors, and other friends to come and eat with them so that they can meet and hear the teachings of Jesus. That didn't go well with the Pharisees. It may not seem like a 
big deal to us, Jesus eating with tax collectors and sinners, but it was shocking to first century Jews that Jesus would practice table fellowship with such people. Jesus was unlike any other Jewish rabbi that they knew. He sees this banquet as an opportunity to call to faith people who are aware of their unrighteousness, who are aware of their sins. Jesus sits down with them not because they are worthy, but out of mercy for them. And he addresses the Pharisees. They question why he is eating with sinners and tax collectors as if they somehow are better, somehow they are good people, and they're always trying to find some kind of fault with Jesus. Jesus challenges their understanding of Scripture. They're supposed to be the experts on the Scripture. He tells them to go back to school. He says, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Those who are proud of their righteousness, who believe they are good people, they don't see any need for a Savior. Jesus came to those who recognized that they were sinners. Jesus says to all people, including you and me, follow me. Because you see, we are the modern day disciples. Just as he chose Matthew, he has chosen us also. When God's Holy Spirit created faith in our hearts, he gave us the gifts of faith, forgiveness for all of our sins, and the promise of everlasting life with God in heaven. And he made us his disciples. Like Matthew, Jesus says to us, follow me. The call is immediate. It's lifelong. And it requires action on our part. Like Matthew, we are to tell others that they have sinned and deserve God's punishment, but that Jesus came to take the punishment for sin with his death on the cross. And God gives to those who believe in Jesus the gifts of forgiveness and everlasting life, as well as help and hope for every day. When we respond to Jesus' command, follow me, others will be blessed. God will use us to bring help and hope to our neighbors and to the world. God will work through our words and through our actions to bless others with faith in him. When we respond to Jesus' call to follow me, we also will be blessed. All those who follow Jesus will see such great things. The power of God at work, the true joy of serving Jesus, and God's promise, his promise to always be with those who love and serve and follow him. Amen. May the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Please stand.